नमस्ते सो फर्स्ट अबाउट द थ्री टर्म्स जीवात्मा आत्मा परमात्मा सो बिकॉज दिस टॉक इज इन इंग्लिश विल टेक इट इन दैट कंटेक्स्ट सो वी नो दैट एवरी एलिमेंट हैज ए स्पार्क ऑफ डिविनिटी विद इन दैट्स हाउ ऑल इंडियन इंडिक बॉर्न रिलीजन्स हैव डिस्क्राइब गॉड दी देर आर रिलीजन्स वी डू नॉट बिलीव इन द इमिनेंस ऑफ डिवाइन दे बिलीव दैट वॉट एवर एग्जिस्ट क्रिएशन इज अ फॉल एंड फॉल ए लोन बट इन इंडिक रिलीजन विच मीन्स अफकोर्स सनातन धर्मा एंड ऑल दैट इज कम आउट ऑफ सनातन धर्मा टेक्स इट नॉट इज अ बिलीव बट इज अ फैक्ट ऑफ एक्सपीरियंस दैट देर इज द डिवाइन प्रेजेंस इन ईच एलिमेंट ऑफ क्रिएशन in human beings there is the possibility to become conscious of this divine element so this is as far as the individual elements are concerned what about the cosmos because we exist in a larger cosmic context we are not just alone and cosmos is not just this material creation or humanity but it includes a many tired world so there is this second element of the divine aspect of the divine which is called as cosmic divine or the universal divine so there is the individual divine in every element of creation as a spark but in human beings it is uh, it becomes possible to find him discover him and unite with him but there is also the cosmic divine which upholds the entire cosmic uh, movement in space and time so this is the second aspect but is that all so there is the third aspect which is the transcendental which transcends these and if you look at the creation it becomes very logical to understand this there is the divine before the cosmos and before individualities are born in it so out of him cosmos emerges so there is in him that transcendental aspect which is the original which uh, is before cosmos is born it transcends the creation transcends cosmos and then in this cosmos we have brahmand we have several several creatures things objects <coughs> stars rivers mountains upon earth all these uh, individual elements come jagatyam jagat and each in each of them there is the individual divine this is the first thing to understand that there is the triple status of the one divine the transcendent the cosmic and the individual so where does the jivatma and paramatma figure in it paramatma is the param atma he is the source of all he is the transcendent divine so that's why he is param beyond everything paramatma so out of him we see that there is the Uh, cosmic spirit which comes into existence and that is what is generally called as atma atma in the real sense not the way we use atma in films and horror movies atma atma is the cosmic spirit the spirit which contains everything within itself so it's it's the consciousness power and energy of the lord which holds the whole cosmos conducts its affairs through the dual principle of knowledge and ignorance so there is the cosmic knowledge as well as cosmic ignorance and it uses both for its purposes so there is the cosmic spirit called atma if we have to use another prevalent terminology in uh, indian thought we use the word brahman so there is the paramatma parmeshwar 
and then there is a brahman and then the cosmic divine enters into every individual principle and that is where the word jivatma comes in so again we zoom in and put it more in perspective so the transcendent before time and space is created wants to become many and out of him many 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 jivatmas emerge and of course the cosmic spirit emerges so there is a point before time and space when all three exist together the parmatma the atma or brahman as well as the jivatma so in um, the gita they are described as one is sharobha when the divine enters into the mutable world and then there is the akshar brahma and then there is the purushottama but the gita speaks of the jivatma as para prakriti jibhuta that's where it is born so our jivatma jivatma is the jivas individual soul is we can't use the word born because there is no time there so it emerges out of the parmatma and has the same essence as the parmatma but the difference is that because the infinite wants to manifest through infinite uh, number of jivatma something or the other so each jivatma picks up one aspect one line and says okay i will express this so yudhishthir for example if we take it becomes the uh, spear throw and arjuna becomes the sharp shooter arrow etc and bhima is gadadhar they could have picked up any of them but it's like each jivatma is born to express some aspect of the other of the divine infinite divine that's how the play starts but now the play has to take place in time and space so out of brahman the cosmic spirit there is born time and space how it is born the brahman consciousness starts extending itself and it can extend itself because it's in a sense infinite it can extend itself endlessly so space is born and when the energy within it enters into motion then time is born so space and time are created now parmatma the brahman consciousness as well as the jivatma they are above time and space but out of brahman time and space emerge where the play has to begin and who has to enter the play everybody will enter into the play parmatma as well as jivatma <laughs> but jivatma is the basis through which because he is to express something or the other of the divine this jivatma while all the time remaining above sent something of itself into the mutable play like the ray from the sun entering into the play Jivatma is not bound by time and place. In Shobindo's terminology, is called as the central being. So this central being enters into the play not directly, but something of itself it sends into the play. This something is like a spark of that fire. So if we take the um, Paramatma as the sun, then each Jivatma is like a fire and. it sends some sparks of it into the cosmic plane to time and space these sparks enter the mutable world and seem to die when the frame dies they assume the frame of body life and mind 
but it is indestructible and it is immortal so what happens in the course of journey this little spark begins to grow into a flame it gathers experience and grows that's its nature so this part of the jivatma which enters into the play is called as the psychic principle or the soul in human being this is a evolutionary principle jivatma doesn't evolve it is carries the original blueprint that this particular jivatma is going to manifest love or going to manifest wisdom and there would be many many shades of it so what happens is that it sends a psychic being or not the psychic being a spark into the play called as an individual soul now if it has to manifest knowledge how will it grow into knowledge through error by its very logic it has to grow through error <laughs> there is there is no other way so through error it will grow towards knowledge because error is the first step towards knowledge that's all it is right now buried inside nature's ignorance in the lower nature this little spark comes and it proceeds from ignorance towards knowledge proceeds from darkness towards light so every life of all the experiences that it receives from the world through contact with the world it absorbs that much which is necessary for it to grow it's like a spark which feeds upon all the events and circumstances of life and grows into a fire and that we can take a very simple example that ordinarily life goes very dull and people say oh it's meaningless boring and even people can't you know do much uh, work and suddenly there is a crisis so what happens during the crisis we are filled up with some kind of an enthusiasm to do something we, we are facing a challenge so if we were to put it figuratively we would say well inside something grew like a fire to face the challenge it it could take place in many ways that's why sometimes when people fall in love it's called flame suddenly there is an awakening out of the dull barren life or there is a sudden insight about knowledge suddenly there is a kind of knowledge which leaps from within so through all the let's say there is a challenge and one doesn't know how to deal with it so what happens over a period of time this is the original education method of nature knowledge will leap up from within to face the challenge and we grow in knowledge so where is this knowledge embedded in the same spark immortal soul that's why shobindo when he says in education says first principle is nothing can be taught all knowledge is within and the purpose of the teacher is to induce it because that's how nature works and how does nature works from near to far it doesn't hammer knowledge into so that's exactly how the individual soul grows there is a challenge it grows challenge grows so in one life if there are not many challenges means little growth if there are plenty of challenges means tremendous growth so when we understand this logic we start looking at things very differently a life full of challenges is a life full of opportunities but that's an aside now this individual soul grows from life to life from birth to birth it does not perish with the perishing of the bodily frame and there comes a time when it is ready to be fully developed it is developed to a point where now it is ready to manifest that aspect which originally it is meant to express so what happens at that point of time this individual soul develops into a psychic being then comes the being before that there is no being it is all nebulous and this psychic being a little step further fuses with the central being with the jivatma 
now it is connected with something beyond time and space. Now it has the original transcript, blueprint. That time it knows what is its purpose, what it is born to manifest. Until then its journey is totally in ignorance. And when it is able to manifest that, it is one of the two options. One is it can extend itself, widen and become one with the Atma Brahman. Because they are all one but different expressions of that. Or it can enter into the transcendent Paramatma and have lay, done with birth and death. All these possibilities are there. When it enters into a status of oneness with the cosmic divine, it can reside on one of the great higher planes or it can receive a being, a God from one of these higher planes and that God incarnates in such a developed psychic being. And uses it for its own purposes in the cosmic play. And if it enters into lay with the transcendent, then it's a different story altogether. It passes out of manifestation. Or it can stand on the borders, knows the transcendent because it is joined with the psychic being, uh, with the central being, that is Jivatma. Jivatma is always in the company of Paramatma. It has no problem at all. And therefore, while being in the company of the Paramatma, Yet it takes part in the play, but very consciously. So these are the options. So we have the individual soul which enters into evolution. Individual soul is nothing but a ray sent from Jivatma, which is beyond time and space. So this individual soul, we can use any term, but normally people use the word Jivatma. But Jivatma in its origin is always beyond time and place. So that's why this distinction should win the mix. The Jivatma, the central being, is always beyond time and space. That's what is shown by the image of the two birds. But it watches over that individual spark which has to develop and one day reproduce the original purpose for which this Jivatma exists. So it watches over this individual soul and its development like a guardian angel. Each of us is a guardian angel. And each of us is also allotted a shadow. Now this is going a little further. One who opposes this grand plan. So if knowledge has to manifest itself, this Mr. Shadow will keep on doing things which will like error. Error. <laughs> but was it its purpose? Its purpose is to perfect the knowledge. That's why at one place Shirobindu said, both love and death conspire towards one great end. So he is also allotted from birth. And the more we develop, the greater the shadow. Because now the challenge becomes higher and higher. That's why you will see that people who develop more and more, they have to face a much greater challenge, burden of the cross, if one may put it. Tremendous doubts because now he has to manifest Something higher. So he has to go through all those doubts, resolve them, find a harmony, synthesis. <laughs> Otherwise, when somebody is not to manifest this higher knowledge, then what happens? Somebody says, no, no, I believe because I have read somewhere and that's the end of the story. It's not true knowledge. But somebody who has to manifest knowledge will face the challenge of scientific materialism, this, that, everything. Once he goes through it, he will be, all this knowledge will leap from within and harmonize and synthesize. We, we see in Shobindo's life, the challenges. So the greater the soul develops, this shadow comes. So on one side there is the Jivatma always receiving help from the Paramatma. He is conscious of the Paramatma. 
on the other side is the shadow because and and the soul stands somewhere in between it is emerging out of the shadow out of the inconscient it's emerging and ascending upward that's why shubhendra says the soul of man is like a is a world full of beings and battles where armies collide and god's help and asuras hamper the progress and it has to be so because if this were not so then there would be no real progress so on one side the original plan and the parmatma the closer we come towards higher and higher ranges we become more and more conscious of the parmatma at the same time we face greater and greater challenges because it's the last bit the inconscient tries everything now it says i won't let you free so it sends its last most deadliest enemies uh, that's why we see in the story of krishna there's the story of the development of the soul in man that initially he just put a little cage and all and all those fellows sleep off and vanishes <laughs> but as he grows up the level of difficulty rises higher and higher till he is face to face with none else but kansa so that is the process of growth the last stronghold asura uh, is as of asura in man is the ego self last stronghold so then this asura tries everything to harden it stiffen it not to allow the soul to escape but then it's the inevitable destiny of the soul because it's always held by the jivatma outside time and space it knows what's happening it knows how to pull the ropes and parmatma is there right by his side so eventual victory is certain but this is the path it takes so we have the individual soul which is a spark of the divine which develops into the chaitya satta or the psychic being we have the cosmic divine atma brahman and the cosmic being and then we have the finally the purushottama parmatma the transcendent the new thing that shrubinda brings is which is left ambiguous in spiritual literature is that jivatma has two modes of functioning one is in its origin it's beyond time and space that's why in savitri there is a description when the queen says why the god is inflicting all this on my daughter and then there is a beautiful passage once in the vigil of a deathless gaze the soul decided attracted by the night it decided to plunge once in the vigil if there is a passage we can probably read it so its origin is before time and space but the moment time and space are created and there is involution and there is the inconscient so the soul says wow that's something which i would want to go it's all inspired by the lord so it just looks at the lord and says i sure and the divine says yes i'll come along with you okay let's play this game of games the dangerous game so the moment it enters into the inconscient it becomes a captive but this is the game <laughs> in the process what it is doing it is redeeming nature the lower nature which is because of involution the higher supernature paraprakriti has become aparaprakriti now this representative of the divine the psychic element or the spark has entered into this aparaprakriti but because it is there it will always be attracted towards the divine come what may you may keep it in the densest darkness it will always be attracted and therefore there will always be this constant growth that's why the cosmic divine is called as krishna one who 
attracts. It just can't help it. It's like a magnet. It has come from there. And it is attracted. But as it is attracted, Prakriti clings. The lower nature clings to him. I won't let you go. I won't let you go. So divine says, okay, you come along. That's how the lower nature starts getting upgraded. From tamas to rajas to sattva to higher grades to ultimately, one day it will be the higher supernature. This is the process. That's why it came in here. So that all these lower planes can also be upgraded. So this was, these are the lines. This is not the one. This is once in the vigil of a deathless case. I know there is a problem with incarnate word. <laughs> it gives too many options. In Sadhani that is okay. So in Savitri you have these lines. Once in the vigil. Of a deathless case, the souls took plunge into the night. This is the adventure of consciousness and joy. And in all this, because the Anandamaya is there with us, Soma plunges, all the gods plunge. Why does Soma plunge? He says, okay, through all this adventure, I'll give him little quota of joy. Even in the most fallen state, the soul within man and the man in the front, frontal personality is obviously the ego construct of nature. It dissolves with each life. Behind it is the inner being and behind it is the inmost soul. So, this outer being finds its quota of joy. Even in the most fallen state. Because Soma even at that stage is there though completely distorted. It will find something or the other through which it will progress. A thief will find a means to escape the police and thereby progress. Some kind of intelligence will develop. <laughs> so, this is how it's a slow progress. In yoga, this progress becomes conscious. So, this is the process and we'll just read these lines. Yes. Arisen from the unspoken truth in things have fixed our inner life's slow scaled degrees. This spark plunges into matter, then living beings, then mentalized beings. At mentalized beings, it begins to get little more formed and crystallized. From the deep adventure of material birth, a ladder of delivering ascent and rungs that nature climbs in deity. Once in the vigil of a deathless gaze. Deathless gaze, when they could see, there is no death there. Once in the vigil of a deathless gaze, these grades had marked her giant downward plunge, the wide and prone leap of a Godhead's fall. So these, they entered into it. And why? For not just going back to the same status they recover this lower nature and in the process they become the, the little spark becomes guarded in its own right and along with them plunges the divine mother and of course the divine is here so this is the game of games that we are here to play if there is any question on this we can just take it yeah Yes, so psychic being is when the soul, individual soul develops over a period of time 
and becomes a being. Before that, it's not yet a being, but it will develop into a psychic being. That's true. Now, each of them, though, has the same essence as the divine, yet is meant to manifest some aspect or the other. That's how the sabhava and so dharma comes in. That script is with the jivatma. That this is what it is meant. So, in that sense, it is unique. So, we can use the word like water, same water, put in different pots, and or the same gold. You carve a nice kangan out of it, or you make a crown out of it. So, the it it in its essence, it is same as the divine, and that's why it can easily through the psychic being we can easily enter into the universal consciousness, and that is the right door. Otherwise, we can enter into cosmic ignorance and there will be total confusion and chaos. So, through the soul, we can enter into the cosmic consciousness, the cosmic spirit, become one with it, understand the truth of each one, know that each one represents some aspect or the other of the divine, even in the cloak of ignorance. The real experience will be, a person who has realized the soul, automatically helps others to realize it and because he has discovered this element within easily discover that element in others. So how is the relation now? Not to the surface personality. He may play with the surface personality according to the rules of the game. But he knows that deep within there is something or the other of the divine. It can easily pick up that divine element. Somebody for instance is angry and shouting at you. So person who is conscious of the soul can see that there is some truth in that. One will see that. And will pick up that element. Hold on to that element. With somebody else one may see that there is the element of beauty and harmony inside. With third person one can see is the warrior soul. It has come with a sword at <laughs> to kill me thinking I am an enemy. But it is that soul which is inside. Which fights at perceived injustice. That perception is completely wrong. But it believes it's a perceived injustice and wants to push. But deep inside one can experience that divine element. And so the relation changes completely. It will never be one of hatred, anger to anger, jealousies. All these will go away. So this is how the perception changes. So while it understands the divine element, but it knows that each one has his own unique mode of manifestation. It knows that I have to play the role of uh, you know knowledge, wisdom. The other person has to play the role of a warrior. So it's okay. <laughs> so that's how it is. Yes, nirvana and moksha. So yes, so that's what in in this context, in this scheme of things. So moksha, I'll say, moksha is a state when the soul has freed itself from ignorance. What is meant by that is initially it is identified with the ignorance and has forgotten itself. It thinks it is the surface nature. And it is necessary initially for the nature to drag it. And behind the surface nature or the lower nature, there is the higher nature in any case. So it pushes and lower nature drags the soul which is like a little spark lying in the cradle. It doesn't know who it is. It is fed by... Putna it takes it, it is fed by Yashodama, it takes it, it takes everything that is given to it as food. It doesn't even know it cries, so it is identified completely. It's like when we are children, we are totally identified with a parental home. That is ignorance, I mean, <laughs> in that sense. But when we grow up, we discover, no, 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 I am giving an example. 
नो 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 देर इज एन आइडेंटिटी ऑफ माइंड विच इज इंडिपेंडेंट ऑफ माई पेरेंटल होम सो वॉट हैपन्स एट दैट पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम डज द सोल डिस्कार्ड द पेरेंटल दिस थिंग नो इट डजेंट नीड टू इट हैज डिस्कवर्ड इट सेल्फ नाउ इट नीड नॉट डिस्कार्ड इट अंडरस्टैंड इट कैन वर्क बेटर बट देर आर सम पीपल हू फॉर एवर विल कंटिन्यू टू बी देर सर नेम सो ए सोल इन इग्नोरेंस इज ए सोल विच डजेंट नो इट सेल्फ इट्स कंप्लीटली आइडेंटिफाइड विद नेचर इट थिंक्स आई एम द बॉडी इट थिंक्स आई एम माई थाट्स इट थिंक्स आई एम माई फीलिंग्स बट इज सोल विच इज फ्रीड फ्रॉम इग्नोरेंस नोज दिस इज जस्ट माई आउटर पर्सनैलिटी गिवन टू मी फॉर एक्शन दिस इज द इंस्ट्रूमेंट बट आई एम नॉट दिस आई एम सेपरेट सो इन दैट सेंस वेन द सोल इज फ्रीड फ्रॉम दिस इग्नोरेंस फॉल्स आइडेंटिफिकेशन देन इट हैज मोक्षा now after moksha it may choose that okay i am not none of this uh, why should i continue here in this play at all so it can withdraw completely and enter into laya or nirvana whatever way we want to put it there are different terms meaning means it vanishes completely it has that option it has the choice but not before that so it can vanish and completely or it may choose to be part of the divine work of the leela in which case one of the two things may happen usually some being of the higher worlds takes hold of this soul and he becomes a godhead or an instrument of one of the gods see in trojan war and mahabharata we have these great gods riding on one of these beings arjuna indra supports like that because they are also looking for earthly instruments in the devasur sangram so if you have a developed soul it can become a wonderful instrument for these gods to express then only choice is there till ignorance it's an illusion of choice in ignorance it believes that it is doing things i am choosing but there is no real choice yantra rudini maya one believes one has choice but it's a illusion of choice it's only when it is freed that all these apply that whether i want to continue i don't want to continue before that one may say i want nirvana but the soul may be laughing it may say fool you are just going through a temporary shamshan vairagya <laughs> you are not meant for nirvana you know that nalini das that three times he tried sanyas but his soul knew he is not meant for that so he is drawn back so ignorantly our outer nature mind may say several things but the soul within knows generally most souls they are they are born to manifest the divine that's why they have taken the plunge in fact the mother uses the word and it's also used in other literature also even shubindu used the word weak souls who have not developed so much who have always found a easy door to wriggle out of creation they seek nirvana very few in reality but most souls heroic souls or strong souls they want to manifest and heroic souls who being free enter into the play as a jeevan mukta to help in the manifestation so all these possibilities actually arise in the true sense only when the soul is freed from ignorance this fundamental freedom is the first step meaning thereby i no more identify myself with uh, doctor so and so my name surname all these things my outer body my frame achievements mental ideas opinions view points yes they are there they can be used as instrument but they are not me this realization when it comes as a concrete fact then one sign is that one is freed completely from the fear of death 
Second is one begins to become aware of different lives. Not like suddenly there is a flash and you know you were that. It doesn't come like that. But there will be experience which will connect you to your some of your past lives. Not like all the hundred lives come appear from chimpanzee to <laughs> man. But certain crucial junctures, they will begin to appear. It may happen through looking at a picture. It may happen suddenly when you are uh, observing a sculpture. Or you have gone to a palace and suddenly you will discover those elements of your life which were connected with something or the other. These things will happen. And of course you are completely conscious of the divine in creation. That's when faith is beyond any. Because you know the divine exists. Even if body is tortured to death, it doesn't matter. Because you are completely conscious. You know that body dies, I am immortal. So this sense of immortality comes with the discovery of the immortal soul. Any other question? Hmm? Ah, greater the possibility, greater the difficulty. These are words of the mother and she said measure by measure, gram by gram. She used weight. <laughs> weight by weight, gram by gram. Now, we have to understand it this way. One is that where a person is living in darkness. You know, he can't say, I am great possibilities, therefore I have great difficulties. He doesn't regard them as difficulties. He is very happy in that state. It's like somebody in a fallen state in the mud enjoying his quota of drinks says, I am in bliss, I don't need God and all. That is not called difficulty. That is a fallen state, the beginning state. But difficulty comes when you are trying to ascend. So before we can use the word difficulty, there has to be an aspiration for the ascension. It's only then that you understand it as a difficulty. Otherwise, there is no difficulty. A normal person who is identified, let's say, with greed or lust or fear, doesn't say it's my difficulty. He says, this is me. What can I do? He is angry with me, I am angry. You lose your cool, I'll lose my cool. <laughs> if I ever had one, there's no difficulty. He is a fallen state. But when you want to aspire for peace, then you face the challenge of anger. Then you say, what to do? I am trying for peace. But this anger doesn't leave me. That's when this aspect of shadow comes in. Before that, one is identified with the shadow. It's only when we move toward the light that the shadow and light play starts. We can take it as an image. In dense night, there is no shadow. It's only when the light begins to come, you look up, then the shadow is cast. And when does the shadow disappear? When you reach midday. That's how it is. So you have to keep moving toward the light till the shadow disappears. We should keep on moving towards soul growth by giving it soul food. <laughs> I mean, see, we give food to the body. Nourishment means, you know, what is food for the body is some material, this thing. There also we have healthy and unhealthy. We give food to the mind, all kinds of information. Again, healthy and unhealthy. We give food to the vital, emotions, through various kinds of contacts, healthy and unhealthy. So also there is food for the soul, healthy and unhealthy. Healthy food for the soul is Vedas, Upanishads, Gita, Shirobindo and the mother, contemplation, true meditation. These are all healthy food for the soul. Bad for the, food for the soul is Harvard University professor, what is his name? He wrote a book on psychoanalysis uh, of uh, you know, characters in Mahabharata. Very dangerous. This Putna. And people think we are doing a great thing. That is unhealthy food. It's like a poison to the soul. But then there are people who, 
because somebody is written on i don't want to name it may be you know who has written a book on psychoanalytical understanding of shiva and parvati so you may say oh it is about shiva and parvati this is not food for the soul this is poison for the soul soul won't die but that life will be dragged to the abysses that's why it's so important that the word has power books have power that was the whole issue when all these books were coming out that look word has power books have tremendous influence they outlast an author and we should be so careful what milk we are giving to our children in the name of liberality that oh rama was a misogynist and you know uh, now when you there are concepts like that and you'll say it's about rama and sita have you seen that movie what was that name uh, mani ratnam sort on rama portraying rama as you know <laughs> gun brandishing someone now this is the poison for the psychic being so if you go thinking that this is about a uh, uh, lot of movies come like that and books are written primarily the source comes from hollywood complete misunderstanding of the twist and it is like a dangerous food for the soul it may look like see asura's worst weapon is imitation of the divine opposition is okay imitation of the divine is very very dangerous but people who don't know the real stuff they get very carried away oh there is a film called avatar i want to say further all blue body and okay you show something like that there is in it something aspect of you know but actually the original story is totally changed and that's how but the term is there you see how things get distorted the word avatar many of these words guru they've all been distorted in the context of a computer have you noticed so the asura is also very active super active hyper active not super active but for that reason the divine also is super active and how do you know from spark to flame from coming from spark to flame the closer the more you grow in the psychic being the closer you feel to the divine and feel his grace in everything you feel his grace in every hand in every circumstance people may think it is horrible but the soul which is developed sees his hand in all circumstances savitri describes that beautifully in book 7 uh, canto 5 finding of the soul you will feel that this is grace this grace all is grace however challenging and difficult and this is not a way of saying om oh, god's grace what can no <laughs> no it is grace you see it and you even know how it is grace so that is the difference so the closer you uh the the more we grow in the psychic being the closer we feel the proximity of the divine grace the other pole is where you even when grace is manifest god comes before you you say how can he be god he's he's got two eyes one nose like me <laughs> that is the duryodhana factor <laughs> so this is the sign the real sign that you feel that closeness to the divine and it nothing to do with any outer proof your outer life may be in shambles and you will say teri talwar ke niche nachiyan karke thaiyan thaiyan with every drop of blood i find you there have been mistakes like that but it is not continuous it is sometimes it is brief thing yes so that's where the experience comes and goes but when you have realized then this state becomes steady that is the difference between experiencing soul glimpses 
There are moments when you feel that. But then the mind clouds. So that means that there is a partial emergence out of ignorance. Even emergence is not sudden. Moksha is not like, today I was in ignorance, suddenly I got answer, I know my soul. There will be many partial glimpses. Maybe a part of the mind gets liberated, heart does not. Then the heart gets liberated, the life does not. The lower vital does not. The body still holds, back, holds it back. So when there is a bodily illness, one forgets. So there is a partial experiences and then they eventually lead to the full emergence. So it's a process. So one is glimpse, then there is a concrete experience and then there is a realization where you are not just know the soul, you are the soul. Identified with it. These are the steps. So we have to keep moving towards that. Call God's name... uh, Soul is bound to come up and he drinks that milk like this. <laughs> Nothing can resist God's name because the moment we call God's name, the soul is all awake. See, baby sleeping, what does he respond to Mama's voice? For sleeping, he responds to Mama's voice for waking up. Mama's voice. Any other voice if he's threatened, startled, all that. So the soul knows the divine voice and the great name, a prayer upon his lips and the great name. Pray. Call mother's name. Read things which are authentic spiritual, not like Kabadi Khana spiritual. Novels on that, that's not. Authentic spiritual. Vedas, Upanishads, um, Gita, Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna, Swami Vivekananda's works. Of course, she had been there in the mother. There are plenty of others. There are genuine books. Read them. You'll see how the beautifully the soul emerges and grows. Ramayana, Mahabharata. Okay.